0: Spectrum.
1: Yo 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 what is good what's going on everybody you are here and this is the September 8th episode of the Boxing Source radio show I am your host James Bell lead boxing analyst for the cold hard truth on sports and the leader of the Boxing Source on social media you can follow us on Facebook look up the Boxing Source you can follow us on Instagram look up the boxing source, and you can also follow us on Twitter at boxing source two plus. You could subscribe to the boxing source YouTube channel to uh, catch videos talking about various topics uh, that you know are happening over the course of the week in the boxing world. Number to dial in is three four seven two three seven five five three nine. Once again, three 3- four seven two three seven five five three nine press one key to get on queue, and you'll be able to talk live on the show. Uh pretty much uh trying to get in about one hour of uh live boxing talk uh here as we look ahead to uh what is happening <clears throat> in next week's uh slate of fights. Uh, we didn't really you know have uh, that much action um you know yesterday uh you did have former lightweight champion Jorge Linares. that was an action over in Japan. Uh he did you know get a unanimous decision victory uh there against uh guy in Al Toyogon, who was uh coming in with a record of ten wins, four losses and one draw and who had lost his uh, previous uh, two fights. So um, that, you know, was, uh, you know, his uh, rebound uh, fight after losing by a technical knockout to Pablo Cesar Cano uh, back in January. So uh, he had been um, pretty much on the shelf for eight months uh, after that TKO lost. But, you know, other than that, uh, it really is it wasn't uh, that much action uh, this week. You just looking ahead to next week. We have you a know, uh, fight card that's going to be on the zone on Friday, September thirteenth. Uh, you have it at you know Madison Square Garden uh, theater, uh, headline by the fight between Devin Haney and Zaur for the interim WBC lightweight title. These two guys are, you know, the two uh, top contenders currently uh, now for the WBC world title. Um, as uh, you did have Vasiliy Lomachenko uh, win the WBC championship with his um, win that he had on August thirty first, uh, there when he was able to, you know, get that unanimous decision victory over Luke Campbell. Uh, so, you know, now uh, you would have uh, Devin Haney uh, going up against Zora Abdullah, and actually, uh, Zora Abdullah is uh, ranked a little bit below Teofimo Lopez. Uh, before uh, Devin Haney so uh, it isn't necessarily the top two uh, contenders there at uh, lightweight for the WBC rankings but you know with Teofimo Lopez going to be fighting Richard Comey for the IBF championship uh, in December Uh, these are the uh, two uh, fighters that are remaining within the um, WBC rankings that would be available to you know fight uh, for that top spot, uh, top contender spot uh, there in the WBC rankings. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, seeing as uh, Devin Haney, you know, I was uh, there at the MGM National Harbor uh, back in May to see him fight Antonio Moran, um, you know, there that ended up being a uh, main event there at MGM National Harbor. He was able to score that uh k o victory uh one of the uh one of those things that was a highlight real k o uh there so there was uh that uh, just uh checking on something real quick um just see if i could test something out uh have a caller online uh, tell us the name where you're calling from what's up i'm Massey I'm calling from New orleans hey what's going on my brother what's up I yeah, got a question. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you
2: had um, made a comment earlier on a live that you did with Falk. You said um Deontay Water ducked um Anthony Joshua because Anthony Joshua offered him a fight and he said, Nah, he's busy with with Tyson Ferry. I, I I like to hear that again. I like to explain that again. I wanna see if I got this right How this concept that you how you, how you pitched
1: it. Could you explain it again? Okay, so in reference to this thing with uh, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, now we're going to pass uh, the part in uh, 2018 after uh, Deontay Wilder had, you know, passed on the uh, thing with the contract uh, to fight Anthony Joshua for $15 million. So that part had come and gone, okay? So now you go a couple of months later, um, and you get the announcement that Deontay Wilder is going to fight Tyson Fury December first. So that announcement came down, and you know uh, Joshua's side and Hearn was saying, "Okay, cool. You don't wanna, you know, fight fight for fifteen million dollars. That's cool. The offer is still available. Um, and you also have like another thing where you could fight." you know, 4 or $5 million against someone else. But once that was put out there, Deontay Wilder's team said, hey, you know what, we're not going to deal with you right now. We're focused on Tyson Fury. Get at us after this Tyson Fury fight. So they said, okay, cool. So you have on December 1st, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, happens at Staples Center. It ends up being a draw. So it's like, okay, it's a draw. So, with that being known, there wasn't any contractual obligation for Deontay Wilder to fight Tyson Fury again at that time.
2: Two weeks
1: after Wilder Fury took place, Anthony Joshua went on TV, first take, ESPN, and says, hey, hey I'm ready to you know, fight Deontay Wilder April 13, 2019, at Wembley Stadium. Deontay Wilder basically said, hey, you know, I'm not not even talking about that right now. I'm focusing on the rematch, getting a rematch with Tyson Fury. So that was before the WBC even put down that they wanted to make that rematch between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. So that's part one in reference to Deontay Wilder sidestepping Anthony Joshua. Part two comes later in the year, but if you want to get back, if you want to try to counter that, go right ahead. All right, number one, on this
2: part one thing, all right, you're missing a lot of information. Number one. And Wilder tried to negotiate with fighting Anthony Joshua over and over and over. It went from the twelve million, he wasn't doing it. He got him to fifteen million. He said I'll do fifteen million. That went from fifteen million till you no know, we it's Wimbledon Stadium or Cardiff not ready. That went from provoking fighting in Cardiff Red. I mean in Carter and um Wembley Stadium instead of Deontay Water. So he even went through these processes with Edney Joshua and Eddie Hearn. See the part you leave out it's Eddie Hearn. And if Water, Water and Joshua was talking, man to I man, I see I think this fight would have been happening. But the key figure you leaving out is Eddie Hearn because he's greedy and he wants all the money and out, just like he had to do with this Andy Reed. If it's not, that was the ridiculous that was a ridiculous um uh, rematch clause. But Ruiz signed, which Water didn't, and that's why they got the fight. So Eddie won all this money in, it's released. He wanna make all his money himself. But he don't they team is not that big to make and demand all the money himself. So fine, good. But Wadden went through that over and over and over. So after he finally got into a nice fight with Ferry and he made a great payday, anywhere from ten to twelve million to my estimation. He made a great payday with Ferry. He was ready to do the rematch. Because it was a lot of people saying he, he didn't win. A lot of people said it was a draw. The judges saw it was a draw. A lot of people say he lost. So Wilder was ready to reprove himself again. And how about that's when AJ went on ESPN trying to pump up the fight. He had already signed with um, Big Baby Miller talking about your fight Deontay Wilder. Knowing all along Eddie Hearn had brought Deontay, I mean, I mean AJ, to America in New York to fight Big Baby Miller. It wasn't no fight in April with um, Deontay Water. It took place because they was doing it for the zone. And they were going to fight in America for the zone. And they was going to fight Big Baby Miller. Anything else is, is lies, dude. And you should know better than that to spread that propaganda.
1: Hello? You can continue. You can continue. I'm Uh, waiting for your second part Well I was going to counter what you You know basically laid out So You were talking about this whole thing with uh, Anthony Joshua and Alexander Pavekin Now I've said this many times over They Tried to make The fight with Deontay Wilder so they wouldn't Have to fight Alexander Pavekin When you have a mandatory that's ordered, the only way that you can not fight your mandatory is to fight a unification because, as many people like to bring up, unifications trump mandatories. Okay. So if unifications trump mandatories, then you try to make a fight with the other champion so that you won't have to fight your mandatory. That is what their side tried to do with Deontay Wilder. They tried it in April. Well, actually, they tried it in March. They didn't went into April. Didn't work. They tried it in May. At the end of May into June, it didn't work. So since you had all of that and there was no contract signed with Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, then the WBA said, Since you can't make that fight, you have to fight your mandatory. So that's well and done. Okay, that's fine. Now, the other part about what you're talking about in reference to Eddie Hearn blocking the fight and being an obstacle and this and that and the third, well, there's another issue with that coming after last year. So you go into this year, you have. Of course, Deontay Wilder facing Dominic Brazil for the WBC mandatory, okay? Anthony Joshua basically said, hey, man, I don't care whose fault it is for the fight not happening up to this point. Who cares? That's cool. Let's sit down face-to-face and try to make a fight happen, okay? Joshua did say that. Now, what I find interesting is that soon after Anthony Joshua says that, that Deontay Wilder makes an announcement that he wants to quote, unquote, right his wrongs and have a rematch with Luis Ortiz and have a rematch with Tyson Fury. Now, my thing is, Why have a rematch with Luis Ortiz if you definitively defeated Luis Ortiz March 3rd, 2018 at the Barclays Center? You knocked him out. So what's the point of, you know, having that rematch between you and Luis Ortiz? That's number one. The second thing is with Tyson Fury, okay, I understand the thing with Tyson Fury. The only problem with what happened that first time around trying to make that rematch is that Tyson Fury felt that he didn't get – as much money as he thought he should have got for that first fight. That's why he didn't go ahead with the second fight when he did and sign with that deal. But still, why would Deontay Wilder go ahead and make an announcement that you're fighting Luis Ortiz and Tyson Fury when Anthony Joshua is willing to sit down with you face-to-face and make a super fight pretty much like how Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao sat down and made the fight back in 2015. Okay. Now, you got a couple of things in there that you threw up. I got to
2: put truth to number two. First thing, <clears throat> when Water and A.J. were negotiating the um, Beckham's fight, one thing that Water kept saying, he said, if I fight in the Joshua, and I settle for this $15 million. I don't have no problems doing this and signing for him, taking $15 and Andy Joshua taking $30, 40 whatever. But be prepared to do the same if I win. Not if I lose, not if I, if I win. That's the only thing. So Deontay Wilder said yes to every agreed term that Andy Joshua let out until they did the rematch clause. Everybody knows knows, knows that's well-known, and that rematch clause is a deal-breaker. That's telling the public, that's telling me, if I beat Andy Joshua fair and square and took less money the first time, I have to fight him again with my popularity risen and with the belts on my shoulders and still take less money. Ain't no sane human being will want to do that except a desperate person like Andrew Reeves, who was off, out of boxing for 15 months and needed to arm um, a good payday, which I don't have no, no problem doing it. But you should see yourself that an established champion who was champion longer can make his own way and say, well, I'm not going to fight Andy Joshua and beat Andy Joshua, then turn around and put all the bills back up and still take less of the pie. That's ridiculous. If you can't see that, you're being biased, number one. Number two, he agreed to fight him. And he agreed to fight him in his country and in front of his fans. Only thing that held him up was their rematch clause, which no one would sign. Tyson Fury didn't do it because of the rematch clause when he was talking about fighting A.J. Dillian White didn't fight him because of the rematch clause when he was talking about fighting A.J. So, how do you expect Deontay Wilder, the longest reigning heavyweight champion since January 19, 2015, to take the same bait that Andrew Reeves, who had been out of um, boxing for 15 months, who was hungry? You can't. That's the first rebuttal and the truth that needs to be put out there. The second thing is here we go. Like I said over and over. Tyson Fury and and, and uh, the fight that Deontay Wilder Wilder took for with uh, Ortiz and Tyson Fury was coming off the Dezone broke up deal. So the Zone offered Deontay Wilder a twenty million dollar fight with um, Brazil and two rematches with um, and the Joshua. The only thing about it that Zone wouldn't do is let Deontay Wilder team know. What and Joshua is making, and I a no no, that's a business no 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 one throwing in there blind, so I'm gonna make forty million dollars, and then a, a piece of me I'm gonna make forty million dollars a piece, and then and Joshua making sixty million a piece, and then after I beat him I still make forty makes six sixty, smart business men don't move that way, and this is and this is the business is once you lose your your stock go down. And, and once you win, your stock go up. This this kind of business. So they trying to play these games, and it's kudos to Deontay Wilder's team for catching them every time they try to play it. So Deontay Wilder said no, and his team said, "Well, we would give you three fights. We would give you three fights for almost the same amount of money. We would give you Brazil. We would give you Ortiz, and we would give you the rematch with Tyson Fury, which Deontay Wilder had made a deal to do." So once this deal in the place, and Andy and Joshua already have a fight coming up with um, Big Baby Biller. that's when Andy and, her and, and, uh, Andy and Joshua start poking their chest out, saying crazy things for you fans. I mean, for fans, just to follow suit with. But it's not true. If you look through the deep in the, in the business aspect of everything and look at the fine details and brush it with a comb, you will see. Deontay Why had to fight Ortiz and um, um because of the, the eighty some million dollar contract he signed. And we just got we get them paid. Nothing about that. And now since Ruiz is on the table, um is and Ruiz um that took the belt from um Joshua and it would be a better deal because it would be a better situation if we fight in Reeves and then hold off types of fear because why? They both own networks. The thing that Andy Joshua got behind him that killing everything is they're out, DAZN. the zone. The zone needs fans, and it need subscribers. So they're not trying to play nice with networks like Fox, Showtime, and ESPN, which will share these fights. It will share the broadcast. The zone cannot share broadcast. They need everything else. So when Ed say, what Eddie say, I mean, we'll, we'll fight Deontay Wilder. It's not we'll fight Deontay Wilder on the network and we'll share it like Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder on doing Fox, it's fighting on the zone or the biggest person, the biggest first win, which is I'm okay with the big, the more money for the fighters. I'm okay with it. Whoever it be the most on it, either the zone or Showtime or the zone or Fox. And I mean, fighters get more money. I'm with that. But no one is not going to um fight um on the zone for less money, the same money they can make on Fox and Showtime. And especially because the Zone has a smaller audience, American audience, and, it's, and it don't do nothing but limit your, your viewership and limit your, your audience to the, to, in America. So that's why Deontay Wilder said, nah, I'm going to do a pay-per-view with these two, and I'm going to build my name a bigger. That's why. It's understandable. It was a deal. There you go.
1: All right. Um, before I bring in the next caller, uh, from from all of what she said, I'll, I'll counter it later. But this is partially what my reaction is for what she said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's before figured. before it's... before I counter that, I have to bring in this caller. This caller is the president of the Deontay Wilder fan club. This guy is. <sighs> One of the biggest supporters and backers of Brother Massey that is currently on the call right now, uh, coming from the Bronx, six four six. Brother Matt is on the line. What's going on, man?
0: Bull <laughs> Yo, yo, you two, you two guys got me hyped right now. I've been listening to you guys going back and forth. This, honestly, this is a heavyweight (laughs) fight that we need to see. This was was, was great. This was a great verbal sparring.
3: Pay-per-view
0: matchup. (laughs) 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 Yo, honestly, I didn't even want to talk. I just wanted to listen in. I'm like, yo, this is is good stuff here. But... um, You already know what side I stand on this one, man. I think <laughs> that, uh, I think that uh, the matchroom side was indeed holding up the Deontay Wilder-AJ fight for many reasons, mainly because they wanted to bring that fight to the zone. That's what Eddie wanted to do. Everything he did basically was stalling tactics, stalling tactics, stalling tactics until the zone— was ready to launch, and then they tried to bring Beyonce Wilder over for three or four fights. That wasn't going to happen. It wasn't a palatable a deal for Al Hayman and Shelly Finkel. They wanted Beyonce Wilder on their broadcaster partners, not Eddie Hearn's broadcaster partners. And that's basically why we didn't get the fight and why we may never get the fight. Well,
1: um, what I was saying in reference to, you know, the thing with the second part, because I see what you're saying in reference to the first the first instance. When we were talking about, you know, um, them trying to make that fight, um, what was it, around, you know, June, July, whatever it is. So what they were going to try to do, was they were going to try to, you know, set it up, have him signed and everything like that so that once they had the undisputed heavyweight championship fight, if it would be scheduled for September or October or November of 2018, it would be on the zone, okay? So that was their initial plan, well, what Hearn was trying to do then, right? So second time around, it wasn't even Hearn that wanted to get it done. It was Zone themselves that wanted to get it done. They were getting guys. They were getting Canelo. They were getting, you know, other guys that were jumping in to be part of the Zone platform. Uh, of course, now this year they had Gennady Golovkin, who, of course, is one of the most overrated fighters in modern-day history. But they got him regardless. (laughs) So then they put in the package to try to get Deontay Wilder in for $100 million. I'm like, hey, if they got the money, then throw it out there. I mean, Leonard BlackVanick is one of the richest TV dudes that's out there in the planet. So if he got the money and he's willing to spend it, hey, why not? Go ahead and take it. So... They went ahead and they put in an offer to Deontay Wilder um, okay. to have that three-fight deal, Brazil, and two fights with Anthony Joshua for $100 million, and then that was passed over. And then they sent another deal that was for $120 million, and that was passed over. So yeah, my thing is, for four fights, yeah. So my thing was, even with all of that, like I was saying before I brought you on, Matt. You know, Joshua was saying, you know what, man. I who who cares who, who has the blame on, you know who, uh didn't you know make the fight happen beforehand. He's willing to he was willing to say, you know what, let's make bygones be bygones, and let's just go ahead talk face to face and make the fight happen. And he was willing to do that, but. You know, Deontay Wilder was saying what he was saying after the Brazil fight. Jim Gray got on him for fighting Brazil, saying, man, we don't want to see you fighting Dominic Brazil. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Dominic Brazil was right behind him. (laughs) 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 He said, man, you know, he said, well, with time comes patience, and this is a dangerous sport, and, we, you know, we're trying to get the most money possible out of the fight. And, you know, not soon after that was when he made that announcement that he's going to fight Luis Ortiz and Tyson Fury in his next two fights. So you have all of that, and, you know, Anthony Joshua basically said, man, you know what, screw this, man. I'm going to go ahead and lose to Andy Ruiz. I done made about twenty five, thirty million for losing to Andy Ruiz, and now I'm going in for a rematch where I'm gonna make thirty five to
0: forty million dollars. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a question about that. So here's the thing: we all know what happened with Joshua versus Ruiz. Obviously, uh, Joshua lost. Now, mm-hmm. if Beyonce Wilder would have taken the bizarre offer. Would he have gotten the money if he wasn't going to be fighting Anthony Joshua for the undisputed title? Or would he it have had to sit on, on the, the shelf and wait for Anthony Joshua to try to get his belt back?
1: It would. It would depend on what the contract is. So, and and the thing about it is, is that if but nobody if, knows, because remember, yeah, nobody nobody knows, but nobody would have known because. You know there wasn't any type of contract that was sent over to Deontay Wilder in reference to that television deal uh, with the Zone. So it's like, okay, you know what? You know what could have come out of it, whether you know Joshua, um, you know, won or lost against Andrew Ruiz, and even even still with that, you would have okay. Let's say he did go ahead with the deal. And Joshua lost to Reeves. So then what you would have is either if it's that four-fight deal, you would have Deontay Wilder fighting that second fight in the deal. You would have Joshua fighting Reeves again. And Joshua, you know, if he's go ahead and he beats Reeves, then you have the two fights with Anthony Joshua. So that's the thing about that. he he isn't going to win again, and you know that. That's why you're going to lose a steak dinner. But before we go ahead and continue with that conversation, I want to bring in the vice president of the Deontay Wilder Fan Club. Mike Grady! Mike Grady! Mike Grady! (laughs) And also the president of the Joel Joyce Fan Club, Mike Grady.
4: (laughs)
3: Hey, 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 hey. Do not, no, no, do, not rumor. Rumor. do not spread rumors. Do <laughs> not spread rumors. I'm not spreading for the Joe Joyce Club. If Joe it's Joyce be the top on, heavyweight man. Oh, never much, never much. If Joe Joyce be the top heavyweight, I'll probably still not change my opinion about him. But uh <laughs> Yeah, James, I see you uh you starting early with the Wilder Talk, man. Let me guess, Wilder well, the talk. It's
1: Wilder's fault, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. There was a caller that came in here that brought up a um, question in reference to a topic that I was talking about um, in the boxing forums uh, yesterday. So he brought up the question and then I gave a history lesson as I am a historian. And since... When Matt Brown doesn't wanna talk about the past. I had to go ahead and go through all of that
0: for the <laughs> caller
1: that called in. Okay? So that is why uh we were currently talking about Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. Plus, there wasn't anything that went on in boxing last night, so we mm, try not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what, you know know what I'm saying, out? I mean No, see, well, What I was talking about the other day was the two instances where Deontay Wilder had an open opportunity to go ahead and fight Anthony Joshua for the Undisputed Titles. No, we're not even talking about that. We're not even talking about that. We've gone past that. I'm not talking about the $12 million offer that was sent out to Deontay Wilder in March of last year. Not even talking about that. I'm not even talking about the $15 million offer that was sent at the end of May into June that Wilder accepted the offer and didn't sign the contract. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about after the Wilder fought theory Two weeks later, Anthony Joshua called out Deontay Wilder, saying that he would fight him April 13th in Wembley Stadium. And Deontay Wilder said he, is, he ain't even concerned about that. He's focused on rematch and Tyson Fury. That's before the whole thing with that rematch falling apart. So that's one example. And the second example that I brought up was... After Anthony Joshua said, you know what, you could blame my side, you could blame Eddie Hearn, you could blame Deontay Wilder, you could blame Shelly Finkel, it doesn't matter. I'm willing to sit down with you face-to-face, Deontay Wilder, so that we can work something out and make the fight happen. Didn't even talk about the zone and any type of zone offers or anything like that. He said, let's sit down face-to-face and let's make the fight happen. Soon after Deontay Wilder's fight with Dominic Brazil, actually, what was it, one or two days before Anthony Joshua was scheduled to fight Andy Ruiz Jr., Deontay Wilder makes that announcement that he is going to fight Luis Ortiz in a rematch and Tyson Fury in a rematch. So he didn't even consider meeting with Anthony Joshua to try to make that fight happen. And with that being said, that that that's another instance where you had Deontay Wilder that said he had zero interest in fighting Anthony Joshua for those undisputed titles.
3: All right, I have a question:
4: Did Mayweather fight
3: Pacquiao before, or after the two uh, Marquez fights?
1: Both. Mayweather fought Pacquiao after. Which, which Marquez? Were well, you talking about Marquez versus who? Because he already not fought. Marquez, um, Marquez
3: already fought Marquez, both. Um, um, the dude he fought twice uh, who, who knocked down. Madonna. Him. Madonna. Madonna, Madonna. Did, he, did he fight him before after he fought two times with Madonna? After. Because he only
1: had one more fight in that short time contract, and that was against Andre Berto.
3: Okay, so he fought Pacquiao first, and then he fought Madonna twice.
1: No, he fought
3: Madonna twice, then he fought Pacquiao, and then,
1: then he fought Furtle,
3: right. and that's when he retired. Cool, cool. All right, glad you said that. So so that actually fits with the point I was uh, eventually about to make, which is what I'm about to make it now. So let's say Mayweather fights Madonna. The first fight Mayweather chooses, and we just just talking about Mayweather. I'll tell you how it relates to Deontay Wilder the second. Mayweather chooses to make the fight more competitive by not pretty much boxing it, either. to the casual observer, the fight was a lot closer than than most of us, like boxing heads, would probably consider it to be close. So, to the casual observer, to the to the to most fans, they say the fight was pretty easy. So Mayweather had the option; sure, he could have fought Pacquiao, you know, but the fact that there was some confusion. He wanted to run it back and show everyone. Okay, you think that you that don't know what you're talking about. Let me make the fight more convincing. I'll make it make it more convincing, and it's, it'll be boring, but it'll be a convincing win. by me. Then the fight. So Wilder, let's throw Wilder in there. Um, Wilder fights Tyson Fury. They go to a draw. He wants to be sure to have a clear win and then after his clear win where there's no confusion about who who the bitch, who's whatever, then he's going to fight uh Anthony Joshua. What's wrong with that? Uh
1: with with this, I don't know what that is like what type of comparison that is in reference to this because in reference to Floyd Mayweather, right? Floyd Mayweather made that short time deal pretty much like years before, you know, anything basically happened with him and Manny Pacquiao. The thing about it is, is that from that short time deal, I felt that both sides didn't want to go ahead and make that deal be as lucrative as it is, unless they knew 100% that Floyd Mayweather was going to fight Manny Pacquiao. So regardless of what happened, with uh, him and Madonna, he was going to fight Manny Pacquiao anyway under that Showtime deal. Otherwise, Showtime probably wouldn't have made that deal in the first place. So the thing about it is, is that when it comes to the structure of that particular deal, what they wanted to do was they wanted to maximize the amount of revenue that came out of that deal as much as they possibly could because if you look at it, who did he fight under that deal? He fought Robert Guerrero, he fought, um, you had that Andre Berto fight, and you also have that, what was it, that Canelo fight, right? So, with the exception of Canelo, all you had was Robert Guerrero and then Marcos Maidana. and not many people initially would have been interested in a fight with Marcos Maidana. The only thing was, in that first particular fight, was that he only had that motivate or that, that, um, what am I saying? He only had a little bit of interest because he beat Adrian Broner. That was it. And some people say that he picked Madonna to steal the thunder off of Adrian Broner because people, they say that people were demanding Broner Madonna to rematch each other. So that's why Floyd went ahead and Pick Madonna instead of who is it, Amir Khan? Because people wanted him to fight Amir Khan uh, around that time. Uh, but so James, I think so, you missed
3: the point here.
1: Well, go ahead and 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 try to try to try to put something because I've already laid out the thing with Deontay Wilder. But go ahead.
3: All I'm saying is, so you threw in even another point about it makes financial sense to maximize you know, after he fought Madonna, and it was, to some people, a controversial result. All Deontay Wilder is doing is giving the people what they want. The people, sure, we all want Joshua versus Deontay Wilder, but there's a controversy with Tyson Fury. You milk that for all you can milk it, and then guess what happens to the Joshua fight? It's Well, Joshua not lost. Guess what happens to it? It's more lucrative, you know, when, when he fights Joshua. That's all Deontay Wilder doing. Just mm. trying to maximize his, no, but, his um, earning potential. Same way Floyd well, Miller played yeah, out. Yeah, but
1: here's the problem, though. There was no demand for the Wilder Fury fight initially, that first fight. There was no real demand for it. Tyson Fury was basically, you know, coming out of a long layoff. So that wasn't the number one or basically what the number two fight coming out of that heavyweight division. They wanted Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder. That's basically what they wanted. So once that Fury fight did get signed, then you had that thing take place. And okay, it comes out as a draw. But is Wilder Fury, a Wilder Fury rematch, more in demand than a fight between Joshua and Wilder for the undisputed heavyweight championships? No, it's not.
3: No one's saying that. All I'm saying is that if he completes the saga with Tyson Fury and knocks him out, which he will, the demand for the Joshua fight will be much greater. And he gets more leverage. Like, in terms of uh, his earning power, he has more leverage against Anthony Joshua in terms of negotiating. So he wants to have a win over Tyson Fury when it comes to the negotiation table, so he can make sure that there's no confusion about splitting it all the way down the middle.
1: Okay, so <clears throat> so then so then here's the thing about that, right? All right, so you you go ahead, you have that draw with Tyson Fury. Okay, or as, uh, you know, our favorite guy says, Tyson Furry. Um, But now, okay, the rematch initially after it was ordered by the WBC falls through. Okay, fine. You go ahead and you fight Dominic Brazil and get your mandatory out of the way. That's fine as well. So, why is it that after... Tyson Fury gets to deal with top rank, that you can't make the fight immediately with Tyson Fury next. What's the point of him fighting Luis
3: Ortiz? Because Tyson Fury don't want to fight him. Tyson Fury family know what's gonna happen? Lights out. No <laughs> no 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 no.
1: There there is listen, there is no way that Tyson Fury is not going to fight Deontay Wilder. There, the only reason I mean, that Tyson Fury signed that deal with Top Rank is to, as you want to bring up, maximize his earning potential, right? So yeah. what's the point of him? He's going ahead and he's fighting all of these guys, Yo, these Otto Wallins and whatever it is. and But they know what the end game of that deal is, and that's the fight with Deontay Wilder. Or but, but, maybe but, but JR, more than let one me you but Let me ask you a
0: question JR. Let me ask okay. you a question real quick What? Why do you keep saying That Tyson Fury Wasn't satisfied with the purse he received When he donated all his stuff To charity anyway So why does he care how much money he got And if he donated all the charity like he said Well then I have a
1: question to that What charity did he donate it to The Fury Foundation <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who knows? Don't, listen. Here's the thing. I don't think <laughs> Fury was gonna fight Wilder in 2018. I mean, in 2019, Bob Arum was out there saying that the fight needs to be built. We we need to build something. So we, we need to build a fight. I, I mean, yeah, so Mason, you know. these
1: guys, Tyson Fury <laughs> and Deontay Wilder. Aren't interesting enough to get enough money to make the fight happen this year. So we're going exactly. to have those two guys fight next
0: year. Oh, goodness. Exactly. <laughs> so you know that they were not going to fight this year. So he wasn't going straight into a uh, Tyson Fury fight. Now, my, my only thing is this, right? Why couldn't an immediate Anthony Joshua fight be made? And it's simply. Because Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn wanna be sneaky and greedy. That's it. They just want to be sneaky no. and greedy. Look how this, they got over his... on Andy Ruiz. The sort of Arabia Boxing Commission. The sort of Arabia Boxing Commission.
1: We
3: what ain't is even that? talking
1: about that. We ain't even talking about yet that yet. No. We ain't even talking about that. I want to talk about why, why is it that Deontay Wilder made the announcement that he is fighting Luis Ortiz and Tyson Fury after Anthony Joshua said that he is willing to sit down with him
0: face-to-face to, face to make the fight happen. Because in the words of Jay-Z, we don't believe you. You need more people. We're, oh, okay. screw Jay-Z, man. He's a sellout. Yeah, I said that on record. He a sellout. Yo, this podcast <laughs> is now canceled. Uh, the Go Long Media <laughs> channel has been brought out by Rock Nation, and JR is fired. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, got, I, gotta, I gotta, hey, understand.
1: I don't want hey, I'm not I'm not I'm not hoping that this podcast gets picked up by
0: Tidal or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> organization is affiliated with I don't care. Listen, you got to understand <laughs> with how with how like basically heated and contested the negotiations between Joshua and Wilder have been over the last two years. I can't blame Beyonce Wilder for not wanting to sit down with him anymore because he sat down with the zone thinking, all right, this is going to be a fresh start. Let's say what you got to say. And then once again, they try to be sneaky. They don't want to give him all the details surrounding the fight. What? They never want to to give up all the details. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so
1: why is it that Manny Pacquiao was willing to sit down with Floyd Mayweather after the intense back and forth, the whole because thing about Manny slander Pacquiao and all of that? Bro,
0: Manny Pacquiao spent <laughs> so much. No, it's <laughs> true. It's true. Manny well, Pacquiao spent so much money. He got an entourage of like fifty people. He brings like thirty people with him in the hotel room to sleep. Some of them sleeping in the closets. Some of them sleeping on the floor. Manny Pacquiao. Is some of them away sleep in the bathtub. Money. Yeah, of course. So, so, that's a bit different situation. Manny ain't got no money. That's why he's still fighting at 40. You know, he ain't got no damn money. Okay? Now, Deontay Wilder has made smart investments. He, if these guys don't want to play ball. he ain't for office. Exactly. Listen, if these guys don't hey, want to exactly. <laughs> play ball with Wilder, he has no problem just playing. Like, All right, screw it. I'm just going to go do my own thing. You know, Manny Pacquiao didn't have that luxury because this was the only big money fight where he could cash out. And he still broke. He had to come back again. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can't compare those two situations. You just can't compare it. Oh, man. Oh, let me
1: bring in another caller uh, to join in on this uh, continuing talk. About Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder uh, From the 813 What's going on? You're on the Parks and Source radio show <laughs>
4: Hey what up my people This is Terrell Collins on Tampa You already know what it is uh, Let me just shut up and catch up to what you guys are talking about So there you go <laughs>
1: Alright <laughs> So
4: yeah, it on Deontay again. <laughs> Watch, that,
0: that,
3: that, run, that's something new repeat well, he said <laughs> hey, 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 for real, for real, He said that there's no boxing today. I got
1: to
2: do my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Somebody called
1: in. That is a, that is an avid fan of Deontay Wilder. He asked a question, and I answered the question. You could go back on the podcast. Be sure to catch the podcast on iTunes later on so you'll be able to hear with the caller as the host And I Went ahead and answered it In a factual Historical fashion No hate, no hating involved Just bringing up the facts That's all I did
0: <laughs> all right, but The last
3: topic we left off on was, was that um, James said something about Why is it why? that Say it again why no, that was a echo he, thing. Okay, why is it that Deontay Wilder, <clears throat> all of a sudden, when Joshua actually finally does really want to fight him, after he drew with Tyson Fury, why did Deontay Wilder not try to fight um, Joshua, and why all, why all of a sudden he wanted to fight Fury again? And so my response to that was when <clears throat> Mayweather fought Madonna, and it was a controversial, like, finish. People thought, you know, that it was closer than what it should have been. He fought him again, and then at some point later, he fought Manny Pacquiao. After he cleared, he shored that up, and he let people know more clear who who was going to be the winner. Then he fought, you know, the more lucrative fight, Manny Pacquiao. What I'm saying is, Deontay Wilder is doing simply the same thing. There was a controversial finish, and he wants to make it to where there is no you know, confusion on who who's the best between those two. As well as a win over Tyson Fury means that he has a greater negotiating power to where there's no confusion that he should get it, you know, a fifty fifty split. And uh your your rebuttal to that was what again, James?
1: In reference to the thing with um Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, right? Well I mean I mean so, yeah, I the thing was, is that in reference to the thing with Marcos Maidana, that was part of a multi fight deal that Floyd Mayweather was on under Showtime. There isn't any multi fight deal that Deontay Wilder was under <laughs> at, at that particular time. What, like, what, what was the deal that Deontay Wilder signed with Showtime that's, that he had a multi fight deal under that network? There really wasn't one, so you can't really compare the two in reference to you know those, those things. So that was that was what I was talking about in reference to that is that you have Floyd Mayweather that had a very lucrative deal under Showtime, so he could pretty much fight anybody he basically wanted to at the time. With the only caveat being that by the time the end of that contract was done, that he fights Manny Pacquiao. So they were able to execute that. On the flip side with Wilder is he didn't have any term deal with Showtime. He didn't necessarily have to fight Tyson Fury because that was a voluntary defense, and he didn't lose to Tyson Fury. So the rematch clause didn't really have to be put into effect. The WBC ordered that rematch thing later on down the line in January. That's when they went on ahead and said, okay, since there's such and such about a demand for a rematch between the two, we'll go ahead and go forward with that rematch. And when they had that put in place, they had at the time tried to have Dylan White fight Dominic Brazil for that interim WBC heavyweight championship at that particular time. But my thing is is that two weeks after that December 1st fight, Anthony Joshua called out Deontay Wilder for him to fight on April 13th. Then, soon after that, Deontay Wilder said, hey, man, no, I'm focused on a rematch with Tyson Fury, even though nothing was locked down at the time. He had that open opportunity to fight Anthony Joshua April 13th, 2019, and he passed on it. He straight up passed on it. So I'm like, hey, if he doesn't want to fight him, that's cool. He don't want to fight him, but don't say that Anthony Joshua was ducking Deontay Wilder when he was openly making offers and calling him out to go ahead and fight on multiple occasions. When on the flip side, people, are, well, Deontay Wilder is saying that he made multiple efforts to try to fight Anthony Joshua when there had only been one particular offer that had been sent out to Anthony Joshua, I'm still waiting for those other times when he made those efforts to try to fight Anthony Joshua. And I haven't found anything yet. So that's what my whole thing was about it. Go ahead. Terrell, if you have anything to input on it, go right ahead.
4: Well, it's the what, what Mike may mention up between the, uh, Mayweather, uh, Madonna promotion, uh, and, and the Joshua Wilder thing, those things have nothing to do with one another at all. Like, like you mentioned, uh, James, uh, Mayweather was under contract with Showtime for, for a 5-5 five, five deal, whatever it was, and so that's when he had to take like, the full like uh, agreement over who he fought. Now, in regards to Joshua Wilder, I mean, how many times on this show have we talked about are these guys going to get together? How many times has the media drugged on the story about Joshua Wilder, what's going to happen, the fake contract, the real offers, the email, the, the, the EPS mail, the tracking numbers, all of those stuff? How many times have we seen that for a fight that for, for never come to fruition? And this, this frustrated, pretty much the worst entire boxing base in the world. So, like I said, those two things, two things have nothing to do with each other. And then you fast forward in the time, right, uh, Wilder, Joshua, uh, Wilder Fury fought, fought to the draw, right? And then pass forward after that, uh, Joshua loves his belts to uh, Ruiz and everything. And, and actually, looking before that, even before the Fury, uh, even before Joshua Ruiz, uh, Fury pulled the chair from, water, from, from underwater when he faced uh, time with, uh, I think, his being or something like that. And then said, they "Want to fight the Otto Wallen or whatever, something like that, before the before the, uh, the uh, rematch." So, and then from that point, uh, Wilder was almost stepping out of the dance pocket, and That's when the point. Finally, signed to fight Brazil, things like that. So once again, the Mayweather Mayweather storyline story does not have anything to do with the Wilder storyline, and it's it's so funny now,
3: uh,
4: hearing some of the a bit of the antics, about them wanting to, uh Wilder and Joshua wanting to get together and stuff like that it's it's just one big pot of spoiled soup you know but uh it's so funny just, that these guys had an opportunity to make possibly one of the biggest fights ever possibly and now uh, you, you look at it now and all this it's, the opportunity for that is squandered uh from Joshua losing uh now fury going this different way finding these bumps things like that. Uh, so, i tell you what, Wilder definitely better impress uh, against uh, Ruiz. Uh,
1: so, that, that's what we have right now. Yeah, and I mean, my thing is that, you know, Joshua has going ahead and said, you know what, I could make money, basically fighting anybody. I'm almost pretty much at Canelo level. So, you know, if all of these other guys want to waste their time, you know, fighting other people. Then, you know, I'll go ahead and do that myself. You know, so he goes ahead. He he defeats Reeves. Um, if it's a, a blowout, which you know, I hope that it isn't open because that way they'll be able to fight again, and then still make more money. Then. You know, Josh will just go ahead and fight those, you know, mandatories and fight the freaking who Pulev's and then eventually fight Alexander Usyk, and and just go ahead and you know fight those guys and we won't basically have anything until uh, you know twenty twenty one when it comes to having an undisputed you know heavyweight championship. I mean, we this is not a situation where. Where you had Vladimir Klitschko holding the, those the WBA, IBS, and WBO belts, and you have Vitali Klitschko with the WBC title. This is that open opportunity that you had to have the undisputed heavyweight championship fight take place, and one side is talking, and the other side is trying to make things and get things done. And so, you know, that's what you know I basically had out of that. So, I mean. You know, regardless of what happens here um, with you know Joshua fighting Ruiz on December seventh, um, of course next week you have Tyson Fury against Otto Wallen, Las Vegas. Um, he'll probably fight one more time before the end of the year. Um, and you know Deontay Wilder fighting Luis Ortiz, and you know November ninth or twenty third or whatever date that they're going to have, you know set for him. So that is you know what we have uh going on with that um that is uh you know the original portion of the telecast we're in overtime right now uh you got you know the uh, cars next week like i said fury versus wallen uh, out there uh you have the over under on the uh, amount of people that will attend that fight is uh 1000 people uh so <laughs> So that's what you got with that. And then also on Friday in New York City, Devin Haney against Zara Abdullaya for the interim lightweight championship. And uh, also Heather Hardy versus Amanda Serrano for the WBO female featherweight championship uh so that's you know what we got coming up next week um kind of looking forward to uh what Devin Haney does against Abdelia and if uh Heather Hardy will be able to get past Amanda Serrano because you know some people are saying that serrano might uh <laughs> serrano might get uh Heather Hardy uh, right there even though you know Hardy is like the uh supposed um one of the supposed darlings of uh you know women's boxing, but going up against Serrano, man, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. Uh, hey, uh, Matt, you still on here? Yeah, I'm, I'm here, Jay. I'm here. Yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, last last week you were talking more about you know, the Hardy Serrano fight uh, than this uh, thing with Devin Haney and Zara Bulayev. So, um, any, anything more about? Hardy, Serrano, that you wanted to talk about?
0: I, I'm just worried about Heather Hardy, man. Yo, Serrano hitting hard right now, man. Yo, <laughs> Heather Hardy just needs to duck and swing and hope she can Because, you know, I love Heather Hardy, but Serrano is looking like a complete animal right now, man. She hitting like she could fight men. So maybe her and Nate Campbell should get it on in the ring because I'm (laughs) taking Serrano. Okay. (laughs) Serrano KO (laughs) one I'm taking Serrano. She's hitting hard. I can't wait for that one, man. Um, Uh, Heather Hardy is basically saying that she's already sold herself like um, over $20,000 worth of tickets. Uh, Serrano has sold her share of tickets. I think it's going to be a good event. Uh, it's gonna be at the theater, so it it is gonna be very small. So it is what it is, man. I think it's gonna be a good event. I hope that um that the fans can really show out and, and give these women the respect that they deserve. And
1: I, I don't know, man. I think so like man, it might be Hardy's last fight.
0: Man,
1: I don't know, man. I'm looking at this thing, man. Yo, Heather Hardy's 37.
0: 37 30 30. Yeah. I'm
1: like, "Oh man. This can't be good. <laughs> this can't be yep. good, man." <laughs> <Yep>. Like, yo. <laughs> man, I might go. Man, I might go barbecue
0: chicken alert. Nah, I might do it.
1: On, <laughs> I might I might nah, do nah, it nah. Man. Come might, on, man. I might That's
0: do it. it, man. That's <laughs> it. Hardy <had laughs> a Hardy I got all right? <laughs> you <Hardy laughs> got
1: Yeah, yo, what up, Terrell? i
4: got a question for everybody. just want to see everyone's response on this. So outside of 147 and outside of heavyweight, what's going to be the most interesting division going up within the next year? 135. <laughs> 135
0: yeah, 135, without a doubt. Easily. Easily 135.
1: 135. And, and, and good thing that, you know, you brought up that question, and you got the answer, 135. I mean, you have now, of course – uh you had uh, you know, Vasilomachenko uh winning all but one of the lightweight championships over Luke Campbell. Yep. You got Gavante Tank Davis uh, you know, making the announcement that he's moving up to one hundred thirty five and he'll eventually yep. face um, you know, Uriel Gamboa so that he could lock down the mandatory spot for the WBA championship. And then you have in the IBF, uh you have Richard Comey uh going up against uh Teofimo Lopez on uh Just December. Uh yeah. So so you have all of that. You still have um well you still have uh Robert Easter Jr. Devin and Haney. Francis Barthelemy Devin Haney, like you said, uh like we we're talking about, he's going up against Zara Abdullah for the interim WBC Championship.
0: So that,
1: you know, that Ryan Garcia is, you know, in there as well. Wow.
0: Uh, yeah, and you know? don't forget uh, George Kambosos Jr. I'm hearing that he yeah. actually may be in the running for Lomachenko's next fight, actually.
1: Yeah, um, you know, for him being, yeah, he'll uh, go ahead and make that, uh, you know, voluntary defense before uh, we see what happens with, um, you know, Comey and Lopez. Um, not sure if it'll be, you know, by December or November, it'll probably be January if he does fight Kambosis. Uh So, that's you know, that's another one. Um, wait a minute. Oh, we, oh, you got, wait, Felix Verdejo was up there too? So, man, so yeah, lightweight is, you know, clearly, clearly the uh, next, um, you know, kind of like glamour division. So it's lightweight. And, and then I, I, would I just want
0: to put this out there right now. For public consumption. If Lomachenko decides to move down with all this smoke at one thirty five, I'm calling his ass out. I'm calling his ass out. Because this division <laughs> is stacked. There's no reason why if he is as great as people says he is, he shouldn't try to clean out this entire Division. Entire division so I don't want, I don't want to and, and, nothing and the,
1: yeah and the thing about it is the biggest fights that he could possibly have are at lightweight there's no fight at 130 yep. pounds that he could have that's bigger than the fights that would be lined up for him at lightweight against Tank Davis against Teofimo Lopez against Devin Haney like come on there's you could maximize the amount of you know interest and money in that lightweight division. Why in the world would you want to go ahead and move down, back down to super featherweight? There's no point. Yep. You know, there's no point. So, so yeah, lightweight is you know the next one. You know, other than you know welterweight and uh and heavyweight, and I would say followed up by I would say featherweight,
0: but. Um. They're not fighting each other. I'm not. Interested. Yeah, they're not
1: fighting each other, man. So,
0: not it, you know, it is what it is.
1: You know, so, so there's that. So that's my answer. How about you, Mike? Do you have any uh, other divisions that that could be um, on the spotlight?
0: <laughs> you know the answer.
3: Um, let's see here. I feel challenged by Matt. How about how about how uh, about Julian J Rock Williams? No, okay. no, no, no. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who moved up? What's the name? Moved up. <laughs> I love
0: because uh,
3: because he heard moved. Uh, thank you. Heard moved up. That's a topic. Well, I, I'm he, talking about another division.
1: Uh, he hasn't made that official announcement that he's moving up to middleweight as far as I know. But he did okay. go ahead and pass on that rematch, immediate rematch with Julian J. Rock Williams that was scheduled uh, for uh, December uh, 14th uh, over at the Barclays Center. Um, and they said Laura, Yeah, but he'll – yeah, Julian Williams may end up fi- fighting Laura uh, as a replacement, so uh, – that will still be a pretty good fight, but not as you know, not as interesting to me as a Heard Williams rematch would be, you know. So, so there is that.
3: Who oh, win um, between Laura and uh, heard I mean, Laura and um, J. Rock,
1: J. Rock, J. Rock.
3: Off of activity, that's what you think?
1: Yeah, pretty much off activity. In in. He he had he like like I was just saying, man, he's probably the best boxer boxer in that particular division right now. It's Julian J. Rock Williams. And he showed that against Jared Hurd um in May. Uh and, and you know, he, he could have had that shot to um uh, win the um to win that IBF title uh, beforehand when he fought uh Jamal Charlo. he just, you know, got chin checked and that pretty much You know ended it for him You know cause up until that particular point He was doing very well against uh, Jamal Charlo So
0: um,
1: so I mean that's what I got uh,
3: There for uh, 154
1: pounds You know so
3: And do you think he beats Jermel
1: Yeah he beats Jermel Charlo
3: man You said yes or cannot
1: Yeah he can Yeah he, he beats okay. Jamal Charlo I don't think Jamel Charlo would beat uh uh Tony Harrison in the rematch. Actually. Oh yeah? I'm yeah, I I'm not sold on I'm not really that sold on Jamel Charlo. Not like Jamal Charlo. I, I have Jamal like a little bit above Jamal when it comes to overall
3: ability.
0: I do. Oh, um, Wow. I do. Uh that's <laughs> the thing with because uh, you know Jamel was a highly touted, sought-after one. Jamal had problems even getting signed. Yeah, but I mean the the past, you know, other than the
1: fight that um, J- Jamel had with um, uh, Erickson Lubin, I ain't really been that much impressed with with Jamel Charlo. You know, with, with his other fights that he's had at 154. So, you know, for me, I, I just don't see him, you know, pretty much getting that much, uh, further than above, uh, Tony Harrison and, and Julian J rock Williams. So, I mean, it's pretty high. It's still probably what, among still the top five at 154 pounds, but I just don't see him beating Harrison and Williams, uh, out there. Um, so, you know, that's what you had, um, with that. Um. So yeah, that covers like you know most of you know what we got because there really isn't that much uh, going on. Um, you know next week I mean you have those fights next week and then the week after there's absolutely nothing, and then the 28th you have Errol Spence against uh, Sean Porter, and of course uh, those two guys are it out. They had their little face to face, and and Errol Spence you know. Errol Spence looks like kind of – you know, he looks like kind of smug because he he just doesn't really, you know, scream or whatever it is. He's like, yo, man, I mean, come on, man. This guy, man, he ain't got the ability, man. You know, man, I'm going to watch this dude, man. That's pretty much Errol Spence. (laughs) So – I mean, I, I know that I know that you know Sean Porter, my dude, and everything. He, he willing to fight anybody and everybody. He don't care. But I just have to see uh, what he does against uh, Errol Spence, and I like to see what Errol Spence does because if he's going to be the type of guy that people are saying is amongst the top five pound for pound. Then he got to show it against you know the likes of uh, you know Sean Porter and things like that because he does open himself up to getting hit sometimes. So I like to see how he would do in a in a tough rough tough fight that Sean Porter is going to have against him uh, there. So I'm looking forward to that uh, between those two guys. And uh, you also you know do have a um, key. Uh, Co-feature bout for the WBC super middleweight championship between David Benavidez and Anthony the Dog Darrell. Hopefully, Benavidez has, you know, gotten all the powder away from him
0: <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> but he
1: Come should be—he should be,
0: he, he should be
3: fine.
1: This. He should be favored against Anthony Durrell even though. Anthony Durrell is, of course, I talked about the Charlo uh, brothers. Anthony Durrell, of course, is, you know, the guy that, you know, a lot of people put um, higher up than Andre Durrell. Uh, But we'll see how Anthony Durrell uh, does here in this particular bout with David Benavidez, uh, who could be, according to some, maybe top one or two guys uh, there in the Super Middle Super middleweight division, you putting him number one over Caleb Plant?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: Okay, number one. So, 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 so there you go. So that, so that's another thing that I'm looking forward to, uh, September 28th at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Man, it's stealing all, all, all the thunder from Deontay Wilder. Man, that's supposed to be Deontay Wilder's date. Man, come on, man.
0: Hey man, you know, uh, listen. Wild is gonna have a great card November twenty third in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay. It's gonna be great. Can't wait.
1: All uh, right, man. I hope so, man. I really hope so. Uh, so that's you know pretty much uh, what I got for y'all uh, this particular episode of the Boxing Source Radio Show. Um, you know, we'll see uh, what happens. Uh, you know, next week is. You have, of course, the quote-unquote lineal heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury, fighting Otto Wallen uh, over in Las Vegas uh, out there. So that's what we got. Wait, wait. <laughs> Otto Wallen or oh, you know, whoever oh, the guy is. Um, so be sure to catch that show 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um we might have a uh, special guest on the show for next week, so trying to, you know, lock that thing down as well. Have the sister shows of the Co-Heart Truth on Sports Tuesdays, uh, Tuesday nights, and, of course, Take This Hell, the football talk show on Wednesday nights. And, like I said, at the end of every show, the point of boxing is to hit and not get hit, not to send and trade. On that note, I'm out. Have a good evening, everybody. Peace out.
0: Mom's a baby.